Hi, my name is Pamela Coons, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Division of Oncology at Yale School of Medicine and Yale Cancer Center. I'm excited to announce ASCO's new open access journal, JCO Oncology Advances. As the inaugural editor-in-chief, I hope to support JCO Oncology Advances to become the premier platform to bridge the gap between accessible scientific research and clinical care. Stay tuned for more information, including new article types, at ascopubs.org forward slash JCO Oncology Advances. We look forward to seeing your submissions in spring of 2024. This JCO podcast provides observations and commentary on the JCO article, Survival Outcomes Following Radiation Therapy for Stage 3 Non-Small Cell Lung Cancer After Adoption of CT-Based Simulation by Aileen Chen et al. My name is Kenneth Rosenzweig, and I am a professor and chairman of the Department of Radiation Oncology at the Mount Sinai School of Medicine in New York City. My specialty is radiation oncology. It is currently estimated that the U.S. health care spending constitutes 16% of the gross domestic product and may reach as high as 19.5% by 2017. New technologies are a large driver of these increases. Improvements in medical devices, imaging, and pharmaceuticals are often rapidly incorporated into clinical practice because of their perceived benefit. The best way to test the efficacy of any new technology is to perform a randomized clinical trial. However, when there is strong technical data supporting a new technology, it is often not feasible to do such a study. This report by Chen and colleagues at the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute and the Brigham Women's Hospital, both in Boston, Massachusetts, examined the survival outcome with the use of CT-based simulation. This technique allows for better definition of both normal anatomy and tumor to aid in radiation therapy treatment planning. Essentially, a CT scan is used to determine which areas to treat instead of two-dimensional imaging, such as fluoroscopy or chest X-ray. Theoretically, this technique will allow the treating physician to reduce the possibility of missing gross tumor, quantify and limit the radiation dose that normal tissues, such as the heart and lung, receive, and allow for smaller margins around the tumor that need to be treated. The earliest studies of the CT simulation error in lung cancer demonstrated a significant improvement in the radiation dose, both to the involved normal lung and the contralateral lung. CT simulation and three-dimensional conformal radiation therapy also were the basis of multiple dose escalation trials from the University of Michigan, Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, and the Radiation Therapy Oncology Group. Collectively, these studies established the safety of doses as high as 70 to 80 gray for non-small cell lung cancer. All patients on the current RTOG 0617 trial, which is a four-arm phase three randomized control trial examining high-dose versus standard-dose radiation with or without biologic therapy, received CT-based simulation and three-dimensional conformal radiation therapy or even more advanced treatment delivery techniques. Adoption of 3D conformal radiation therapy was rapid. In 1994, it was used in 2.4% of patients undergoing definitive RT in this cohort. In 2000, it was 34%. And by the end of the study period, 2005, its use had increased to 77.4%. In 2009, 
In a case such as this, where a randomized controlled trial would be difficult to conduct, retrospective analyses might provide insight into the effectiveness of this approach. Previous studies trying to answer this question have examined patients treated at a single institution in the pre-3D era and compared it to more modern times. At least one previous study showed that survival improved when 3D treatment was used. However, it is difficult to draw a definitive conclusion from a study like this because the patients receiving 3D treatments are in a more modern era when there was also improvements in imaging, staging, and other treatment modalities, such as chemotherapy. The Chen study looked at patients in the SEER database who were over 65, had stage 3 lung cancer, and were treated between 2000 and 2005. 5,540 patients match these criteria. To assess any potential biases, variables such as age, race, gender, marital status, geographic region, urban residence, education, and income level were examined. On multivariate analysis, whites and blacks had similar rates of CT simulation, although Asian Pacific Islanders had a lower utilization. There were lower rates of use in the southern and western U.S. compared to the northeast and midwest. The use of CT simulation was significantly associated with the use of chemotherapy. This is not surprising since incorporating chemotherapy can add to the toxicity of treatment, and 3D treatment might help lessen the side effects. The most interesting finding, of course, was that the use of CT simulation was significantly associated with a lower risk of death with a hazard ratio of 0.77 and a p-value of less than 0.01. Although this finding is not definitive, it is certainly encouraging that the use of this advanced technology appears to translate into better outcomes for our patients. Almost all practicing radiation oncologists would support the use of CT-based simulation and would be loath to return to the days of fluoroscopic simulation. If there were an intrinsic barrier to better outcomes with the use of radiation therapy, such as the lack of a dose response in tumors or severe normal tissue toxicity even at low doses of radiation, then we wouldn't expect improvement in any measurable outcome. Fortunately, this doesn't appear to be the case. There are obvious limitations to this study. SEER data are limited only to the surveillance regions. They are observational in nature, and they cannot replace direct clinical data. Although the authors attempted to control for confounding variables in demographics and clinical characteristics, biases in the data may still remain. For example, I would venture that most young radiation oncologists just coming out of training would be shocked that almost one quarter of presumably curable patients with stage 3 lung cancer were not treated with CT-based simulation. The earliest reports that CT-based simulation might be advantageous started coming out in the late 1980s, and the first clinical results in lung cancer were published in the early 1990s. It is somewhat inexplicable that almost 15 years later, some clinicians would not be using this technology. Perhaps these physicians were not experienced in treating lung cancer, and that could have been a factor in their patient's outcome. This study is unable to address this issue. In conclusion, as healthcare costs rise and new technology is a larger component of these increasing costs, it is important to determine if these advances are contributing to the survival and quality of life of our patients. This study demonstrates that for stage 3 non-small cell lung cancer, the use of CT-based simulation does seem to improve survival. 
there is a glaring need for similar work to be done with other emerging high-cost technologies in radiation oncology, such as intensity-modulated radiation therapy and proton beam radiation. This concludes this JPL podcast. Thank you for listening. For more original research, editorials, and review articles, please visit us online at jco.org. This production is copyrighted to the American Society of Clinical Oncology. Thank you for listening.